0: Hello, Ash. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How exciting is this? How excited are you on like a scale of one to 10 right now?
1: I have been thinking about this for weeks. I am so excited. Definitely a
0: 10. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm a 12. I'm about a 12 out of 10, to be honest. Like, honestly, this has been, this is the dream, isn't it? like right now this episode has been in the making and it's been you know the topic of many of our conversations before um literally i am the one basically i have to i have to take credit here ash i'm so sorry but i am the one who introduced this uh tv show the already who you probably already seen that on instagram they've already put a little teaser up and we kind of wanted you guys if you know you know um to guess what (laughs) we are going to talk about and this show is the best show ever, the most feel-good, comfy, cozy, beautiful, wonderful TV series, and it is called Gilmore Girls. Oh, it's just, amazing. yes, honestly, <laughs> if, like, I think it is literally the best show ever. It's, it's a very feel-good comedy with loads of romantic you know features in it and it's also like tackling so many important issues that were subjects of academic reports and discussions and discourses before and that's what we are going to basically do in this podcast episode or aiming to do is to um, inspire entertain and maybe educate um, a little bit um, just basically quite subjectively on our thoughts Um, and we're gonna um, chat through some issues that this uh, this show is um, is tackling, and yeah, as as you say, Ash, I feel like in these really difficult times that we are that we are in right now, mental health and self care is like super important, and. It doesn't necessarily need to be anything super fancy, especially right now. You can't go on like big massages and massive like spa breaks and things like that. So it could be literally just, you know, cozying up and curling up with your comfy blanket and a hot beverage and literally watching Gilmore Girls. And that is, I think, why this episode is specifically very important that we can release this right now in this difficult time that we are in currently. Anything you would like to add to this little introduction, Ash? You have
1: covered everything. I mean, <laughs> I'm just looking outside right now. The weather is miserable. Like It's cold. It's just, it's not a very nice time at the moment. And honestly, watching this TV show again, just makes me feel so warm and happy and you can just temporarily kind of switch off from the outside world and i think that's very very important
0: to be able to do so yeah shall we get into it no definitely definitely (laughs) so how we basically structure this episode is is just like we haven't really structured it so because i just i just know <laughs> us like i just know that it happens quite a lot anyway but with gilmore girls i think it's like on an extra level like when ash and i are, are talking and having like a simple conversation like it it's like a ever expanding tree isn't it it always like branches out and then <laughs> we say one thing and then we, that reminds us of something else that we needed to tell the other but I feel like with Gilmore Girls it's just gonna flow and one thing yeah. will come after another and then one theme we will kind of initiate another so that's gonna be um, the structure the only thing that we kind of said that they're gonna be specific themes that we are going to obviously discuss and chat about and, um, and we will you know kind of like get the narrative involved as we are talking about these themes and at the end which I kind of mentioned it to Ashley when we were preparing this episode I have a little fun kind of trivia quiz and would you rather Gilmore Girls edition for her which she hasn't seen so that's gonna be new to her as well so I'm really yep. really curious if she's gonna No have idea. <laughs>
1: I had no idea about this she called me about two minutes ago and was like by the way I'm gonna quiz you at the end <laughs>
0: Put your right eyes in the spotlight, darling, just to see how big of a Gilmore Girls fan you are.
1: Oh, stop. Oh, no. Now I feel the pressure now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no pressure whatsoever. They are like tricky ones, like the ones that only true fans kind of remember. And know. people who watch the series, you know, for like at least 50 times, because that's me. That's honestly me. Like, I've Not seen you, show. but it's it's worth mentioning
1: that Anna grew up watching this. I only watched this last year, was it last year?
0: Yeah. I think, I think that's when I introduced you to it. Like it's And yeah. I was I grew up watching it, but I feel like yeah, I was about 15 years old when when this show was introduced um to us and um and yeah, it was introduced to me and my mum because I don't know if you if you obviously don't know this show is about um about a daughter and a mom and their relationship and then their romantic relationships their lives their lives basically in this small town called Stars Hollow in Connecticut um and it's just like a really really cozy um cozy feel and you just get to know their relationship and everything that kind of involves and how they live their life. And it's just wonderful. And I was, I swear to you that Rory is the daughter, her, the the daughter, and Lorelei is the mom. And Rory is 16 years old when this show starts. And I was about 15, I think, when I started watching this show. And since then, there is, there was literally no tomorrow. I was watching it every single, every single day. <laughs> Honestly, when I feel sad, when I feel like Very uncertain, and I'm not sure what's going on, or I just need some sort of warmth in my heart. I just put this show on, and I know every single episode by heart. But I still laugh at the jokes. I still cry when there is an emotional moment. I don't know about you, Ash, but do you do you feel like that? Like there are specific moments in the show, no, when you are like, oh, definitely,
1: yeah. I think because. um, there's quite a few seasons as well you do get so invested in the characters and like you want the best for them as well so I get super emotional when I watch it yeah (laughs) but um yeah I mean if you haven't watched it I would suggest after this episode just go and start it like you might not think it's your cup of tea but trust me Uh, like my boyfriend loves it Anna's boyfriend loves it I've just outed him on our podcast by the
0: way it's fine it's definitely fine because like it is it it sounds girly but it's not necessarily a girly show no it's not oh my goodness so many people love it so many of my male friends love it because I introduced them to it and they gave it a go it's hilarious it's witty it's funny it's just yeah it's amazing so as we said okay let's talk about the maybe just the show in general first and foremost just to kind of get a little bit of an insight Um, it premiered in 2000 I think and there it's it's interesting because Lorelei who is our protagonist the main character she got pregnant when she was 16 years old and uh, she decided to keep the baby Rory she comes from a very wealthy um, background her parents are incredibly wealthy um, and she lives in this the life of like debutante balls and uh, beautiful lacy dresses and uh, you know all sorts of things and um, her parents are very much traditional in a sense that they want to provide her with all these amazing opportunities but that kind of like more like a financial you know uh, stability like they want to with their stable financial background they want to give all these opportunities to her but maybe not necessarily always you know considering what Lorelai wants and Lorelai is quite like a rebellious hip she has that personality already when she's 16. Um, So she gets pregnant the um, Rory's dad Christopher he, we, he would want to marry Lorelai and stay in this relationship and keep the baby so they can kind of continue that conventional, if this already happened, obviously wasn't planned at the age of 16, but they, then Christopher kind of like gives in and um, is happy to continue that conventional expectation that the society has both of them. Lorelai doesn't want this, so she runs away from home, goes into this little town called Stars Hollow and starts working as a maid. Yeah, like a cleaner, like a maid in a hotel called the Independence Inn. You take over, Ash. Now, what kind of happens now? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, when
1: when we first start watching, um, we actually don't see any of Lorelai's childhood or anything, really. I mean, you start to see sort of, you hear flashbacks and you hear her um, her view on her childhood and everything, but we meet Lorelai uh, when she's how old? Thirty two i believe
0: yeah so if rory is 16 then 16 plus 16 is i'm also at maths but 32 yeah (laughs) so we
1: meet rory at well 15 just on the verge of being 16 years Mm -hmm. old Mm -hmm. i had her Mm -hmm. so we follow rory growing up and um going through high school going through university and you kind of watch them both grow together i think definitely um you sort of see both of their characters develop quite a lot and you go through all of their highs and all of their lows and you watch it all and you, you just want, it's like I said earlier, you want the best for both of them. And I'm sure that anybody that's watched Gilmore Girls will have very, very strong opinions on <laughs> on their decision-making and just some of the choices that they make uh, throughout the seasons as
0: anna and i do (laughs) no definitely i think it's also quite important to mention uh with regards to like the whole motherhood because that's obviously the key theme in this show Mm -hmm. that um you know in in 2000 there was like a a big rise you know in single mothers like both in like the population and in popular culture so like it was interesting to see um a uh, tv series you know who is based around a single mom who is also so young and uh and you kind of like it's, it's really interesting to see like that put you know in the american popular media um, yeah. if you kind of like get shows that are su- sort of could be put in a similar category like friends as a sitcom for example mm-hmm. you know sex and the city could be considered as you know this sort of chick lit or chick um show type of thing so the we also have like the single women there but it this is this is very very different because obviously Loreline didn't choose to be a mother she did at the kind of like she did because she decided to keep the baby but this this sort of uh, single motherhood that is desired by the audience is quite like a um, unique concept I think Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah? yeah I think that's yeah it's the whole Trope of single motherhood, I think, is something which is still very taboo. Um, people kind of look down on single mothers as almost like failures, really. And I think that this show is so different because Lorelai is just this fun, vibrant woman that's just full of life. She's pursued her own career and she's raised a a lovely intelligent daughter you know this mm-hmm. fact that that's something that is just very rarely rarely seen in tv shows in films um especially at the time i think that this was kind of quite
0: groundbreaking actually absolutely it presents us with like an opportunity to think about the nature of motherhood and the family in like the popular sweet su- fear because you know yeah as the audience as well you get inspiration from these sort of tv shows and how you know it, it they do want to they are there to entertain yes but but i would argue that they are there to educate as well in a way if you read behind the lines and as we are with our literature mind we always analyze everything and every text can be analyzed and to me this is a dream like I took um a module at uh, the uni at um university and it was called Sex and the City and Beyond. Juliet if you're listening to this um I hope you are smiling. Um <laughs> she was already mentioned in our previous episodes our lecturer and mentor Juliet and um she was one of the uh, lecturers for this module. She's also a big fan of Gilmore Girls and uh Um, Gilmore Girls was one of the texts on this module and I could not believe that I'm sitting here at university and I'm going to get graded to for instance write an essay about Gilmore Girls (laughs) which I have done and I was just like this is absolutely crazy and it makes me really happy because it gives us again an opportunity to kind of um examine you know the representations of um I don't know culturally acceptable and socially like inappropriate maybe maternal roles the generations motherhood American femininity feminism post-feminism all of these issues can absolutely be explored um, in the context of Gilmore Girls I think.
1: Oh 100% I mean I I reread your essay the other day and it's just everything that it talks about I mean I think I read it when you when you first did the essay actually but coming back to it kind of with, I don't know, maybe a year's Mm -hmm. new experience. I've watched Gilmore Girls again since then. And yeah, I just the arguments that that you're making about um, the representation of motherhood and womanhood and society are just so, so interesting to me. And I I think that one thing that was very, very interesting to me is your kind of link between um, motherhood and and class in in your Mm -hmm. essay. You're talking about how... Emily is, you know, a very, very traditional mother, very very um, traditional woman uh, in that she, her aim is to provide for Lorelai. Absolutely. And she believes that that's the way to be a good mother. And I don't think Emily is a bad mother. I really don't. But I think she misunderstands Lorelai an awful lot of the time. And, you know, Lorelai is upper class by birthright, but kind of lives a more sort of, middle-class lifestyle i'd say for sure it's kind of like it's just interesting to see how she completely rejects that lifestyle but then the next generation on rory embraces both lifestyles she embraces the lifestyle of her mother and her grandmother i think i mean what do you think about that anna
0: no i think that's a really good point actually because rory is obviously raised by lorelei who is a very uh, Rory has some sort of contact with the grandparents but I would say that Laura like kind of tries to um I uh, tries to like take her away from that lifestyle mm. because it wasn't working for her therefore yeah. it must not work for Rory either but Rory is a completely different person obviously yeah. they are similar in many 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 ways um but but she's a completely different person who as i think you are absolutely right she adapts to both of them and mm-hmm. she actually then they actually reunite with the grandparents because um just a little narrative you know just a little what is the word for this actually when you're like yeah tipping back to the narrative to kind of yeah, just a little Makes explanation Make sense of what we are saying. <laughs> if you haven't seen um, it, if you haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you haven't watched it. So, obviously, when Emily, um, then Emily, uh, then Rory is in the Stars Hallow um, High School. She's doing incredibly well. She's super bright and she applies to this really fancy Ivy League high school called Chilton. Um, I don't know if you call high school's Ivy League, but that's kind of what it is. It's a super, you know, um, it's a private school, high, private that? school. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Stars Hallow is obviously a um Stars Hallow High or something it's called. It's a it's a public school. Rory, you know, very, very obviously stands out. And uh mm-hmm. she applies for this Chiltern school and she gets in. Her her final target is to get into an Ivy League university, a college, Harvard, that's her um that's Mm -hmm. her aim so she Mm -hmm. thinks that this is a perfect stepping stone for her Uh, obviously it's a private school therefore the tuition is absolutely crazy and we know the you know the finances in america or we can only imagine how much it would Mm -hmm. cost probably to get into this uh, school lorelei although she's doing well and she's the manager now not a maid she became the manager of this independence inn um but cannot really afford to, you know, pay all of the tuition. Therefore, as the last resort, she will go to her parents' place and will borrow money from them in order to pay for Rory's education. And that is when it starts, Mm. you know, at the Gilmore's place, there is nothing for free. (laughs) So they will happily give the money, but to pay the price, they will have to attend every single Friday night to the Gilmore house. And that is what Emily wants, basically. Emily is obviously the grandma and then Richard is the grandpa. that's what they want for to kind of reignite that relationship obviously they can't just say that they kind of sugarcoat this in a way that in order for us to provide you with the money for rory's education you gotta um come to our place every single friday and that's how friday night dinners are born and then rory obviously gets into chiltern that's and and the grandparents um start to reach out and they obviously have to reach out and attend every single Friday night that's when Rory kind of gets involved with this world again and I think she does fit in she does very much fit in with them, and she she has a completely different relationship with Emily and Richard than Lorelai does um I think she finds that sort of connection with them and um I think perhaps due to her personality and her um incredible like she's incredible kindness and and, um, and that sort of personality that she wants to please everyone. You know, we all know what yeah. that feels like. Um, maybe if she would, would have been in Lorelei's position when they were young, she would have perhaps taken the conventional route. Yeah, I think uh, so. So that is an interesting thing, like what would have happened if we would have like Rory's personality, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like it's not just how you grow up because I feel like the, you know, the ever-growing debate between nature and nurture. Lorelei perhaps had obviously her societal influences, and that is the reason why she was rebelling against it. But I also think that you are, you know, she, she, she is who she is. That's her personality. And that is what Emily doesn't understand. And that's why they have this like constant clash of not being able to understand each other. And yeah. what Emily wants Lorelei to be, that's just not Lorelei. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why they have this constant conflict all of the time. Yeah. But again, if we talk about perhaps Lorelai's and Emily's relationship first, okay. that could be an interesting one to explore.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a very, very tumultuous relationship, isn't it, that begins from Lorelai's childhood. And like I said, you know, we don't actually see any of this happening. We hear about it from mostly Lorelai's perspective. I mean, you really don't hear an awful lot of Emily's. No. You or, or mm-hmm. Emily's take on this. Um, it It very much is told as... Emily being this just evil mother who just wanted her daughter to be the perfect little princess and, you know, get married to a nice, respectable man. And and that's the only side that we really hear. Um, and it kind of seems like their relationship has just been that way for so long that it's actually very difficult for them to grow and move beyond that. Absolutely. And there's, and- there's quite a few moments, isn't there, in the show when you kind of think that their relationship's improving and then something big happens and it's just all over again <laughs>
0: no, that's that's a very good way of putting it that summarizes it really well it's like one step forward and then 10 steps back yeah, absolutely and yeah. there are silly little things in the show that kind of <laughs> emphasize and very comically highlight these sort of little steps that maybe Emily is trying to take to understand yeah. Lorelei a bit more yeah. for example just one example uh, just for you to kind of understand what we mean um they obviously go uh, to their place every Friday night for dinner and Emily always makes these like incredibly fancy meals like you know there is always a salad there is always something to start with a beautiful steak or a barbecue or something to follow as like a main and then they always have some sort of truffle or marzipan or something like that as a dessert and Lorelei as as, as we know throughout the show they love to eat they love their food that's also quite an interesting (laughs) one to explore but they love love their like you know dirty burgers cheesy fries sugary desserts pop tarts they are like the queens of pop tarts every single morning pop tarts always always (laughs) or popcorn or something like that pizzas burgers you know it's it's just always constant and emily once um Without telling Lorelai, it's kind of a surprise when they arrive to the Friday night dinner, makes Lorelai's favorite not so fancy dessert. I can't really remember what it is, pudding or something like that. Just like really simple pudding. And Lorelai dwells on it for ages, for the whole episode. She's like, the pudding, it's all about the pudding. I can't believe she actually gave me pudding. (laughs) And something happens again. Um, that Lore- that Emily invites all of Rory's Chilton classmates who she hates to her 16th birthday party without even telling them and like, you know, kind of overruling Rola- L- Lorelei's way of mothering her own daughter. Mm-hmm. And Rory kind of sees this, maybe maybe Lorelei is letting it go a little bit with Emily and she steps back and she doesn't even say to Lorelei how much it hurt her that Emily didn't even ask Rory if she wants the classmates to attend the birthday party. Yeah. I hope this makes sense because I'm just babbling a little bit. Sorry, I just love talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> but this is one of one of the things, or there are there are various ones when Emily lets go a little bit, you know, instead of buying a Hattori Ohanzo beautiful $20,000 pen for Rory's 16th birthday, she gives in and buys her a guitar-shaped handbag that Lorelai recommends. So things like that, you know. It takes her a while and it hurts her. (laughs) But
1: I think that that in particular, the one where she asks asks Lorelai for advice on what to buy her, I think that was a pretty big moment for her because it's kind of like she realises that perhaps she doesn't know her granddaughter as well as she could do. And she knows that nobody knows her better than Lorelai. So she says, you know help me. What, what can I buy her? What will she like? And I think that was a really big moment. But Lorelai winds me up in situations like this, because she just always thinks the worst of her mum. Absolutely. Not, not always. Well, yeah, thinks the worst, but also doesn't see when she's trying to make like build bridges, you know, and in that episode, she was kind of just like, oh, just buy whatever you want, like will really like anything. And she doesn't see that her mum is desperately trying to build a relationship with her there and she drives me insane sometimes
0: <laughs> no she she absolutely has questionable choices but mm-hmm. I think if my boyfriend Will would be here I think he would definitely um argue you in this sense because he does think that whenever Lorelei um you know is perhaps overreacting mm-hmm. to a way uh, that, that to like a situation that Emily initiated mm-hmm. then it always proves afterwards that it was completely valid why she was reacting that way because Emily is doing something stupid or so so again that's sort of yeah. i think it's both of them i think it's both of them but yeah. i do agree with you in the sense that lorelei is definitely exaggerating a lot and she mm-hmm. plays the victim in many cases like i feel like that sort of thing that all being pregnant at the age of 16 and then leaving home that was completely unacceptable for Emily like she couldn't believe that and she thinks that she's done something wrong in her way of mothering but that is what my essay tried to explore that I feel like Emily can also be understood as a good mother in line with like the maternal codes and conventions of her class and generation because Mm -hmm. it's all it's it's very much a generational question as well you know because in up until the 1920s in America like, they thought that single mothers were like, there was a biological defect there. So Mm. there was something wrong with people, you know, who didn't want that conventional life. And now I feel like us, like in the 21st century, we are so like so much more open in that sense. And, you know, the ever growing fourth wave or third wave of feminism right now, um, is kind of like emphasizing the fact that that doesn't mean that you are So the oh my gosh it's so hard to express this so the way <laughs> like a traditional family if you're a mum with a husband and you live your life that way that's not the only way where you are an accepted independent woman in society you exactly. could be by yourself with a kid and that could also be an acceptable way to fit into society but society constantly still pressurizes us you know, to fit into this sort of thing. But there is no right or wrong way of doing this. You know, the kid can come first, you know, who knows? Like it is, it's, it's, it's unfortunately the patriarchal societal rules that constantly push us into think and wanting to live up to these weird expectations that shouldn't be there. So we are here to change that, I guess. I mean, I'm hoping that, and this show is trying to change that as well. I feel like with the values and everything that it represents. What do you think, Ash?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think that you made a really important point there—that it's it's very much um, generational. And by examining three different generations, you're looking at Lorelai, Emily, and Rory's generations. Very, very different climates that they're growing up in. Very different um, societies they're growing up in. And they're all—all all three of them really—are just trying to sort of navigate around each other's experiences and kind of understand why they think the way that they do and that's a constant theme throughout Gilmore Girls is that the conflicts that they have with each other are very often just generational misunderstandings I think no for sure
0: yeah does that make and sense no it makes it makes absolute sense I feel like they're um understanding of good motherhood and that being always juxtaposed against each other and these different versions of mothering like reminds us of like the cultural changes and generational differences and the ways in which like the ideal motherhood is like fabricated through generations depending on for example the political or or even the social situations of the period
1: yeah I mean in terms of how Lorelei parents Rory um, couldn't be more different she's very very carefree with Rory there's not an awful lot of rules or anything she's it's pretty much like the ideal childhood I would say but then we do see cases where Lorelai turns around and says things like I'm gonna play the mum card here and it's like well as a mother it's to me that suggests that there's moments when she's not Rory's mother and then there are moments where she feels that she is does that like that's kind of the vibe that I get from that is that I think that Lorelei is a brilliant mother, but sometimes it seems like they're more like sisters than mother and Definitely.
0: daughter. Definitely. I think this is an interesting point because I, uh, um, as as we say, you know, we say that Ro- Lorelei, instead of what we said about, you know, what, what the society said about single mothers in like the 1920s, for example, mm-hmm. um, or before that, that they were like biologically... Um, defected or they there was something wrong with these single women who had, you know, their kids and they were alone. Um I feel like Lorelei is representing like a teenage mom who is successful, yes. who like completely reverts this idea of um of 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 single moms to be failures. Like she is kind of she offers like such an interesting case to um like a case study of like a teenage mother who is, after running away from home, sets up her own successful business, you know, Mm -hmm. from like a maid who cleans places to be able to provide for her child and not wanting to get any money from um, the grandparent, from her parents. Um, And she returns to school even throughout the show. She does like a business degree, whereas she doesn't actually go to university, which again juxtaposes with Rory's like ever-growing, aspiring, um, you know, academic beautiful career that she wants to always go to university and she will go and obviously graduate mm-hmm. and this this sister relationship with her daughter you know without sacrificing her own friendships and and romantic relationships maybe to an extent but then once we get to the point of seeing their relationship when Rory 16 Rory very much gets involved with these sort of things however Lorelei is kind of like steps back I feel like um especially when um when She's with Max, um, who is Lorelai's teacher, not Lorelai's, Rory's teacher in um, in Chilton. And yeah. they they obviously uh, kind of start having a romantic relationship. And then eventually, I don't want to spoil much if you haven't seen the show, show but uh, but eventually that will become a bit more serious. But then mm. again, it won't work out. They could talk about romantic relationships a little bit. Yeah, which, I mean,
1: maybe. I, I think it's kind of... <laughs> It goes hand in hand with Lorelai's parenting, I think, because she is very, very much aware that any decision she makes in terms of bringing a man into her life will also directly affect Rory. And you see her making these decisions to hide relationships from Rory or, you know, kind of just, it's so difficult to explain, but do you know what I'm getting at? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know
0: I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Absolutely. It goes hand in hand with it because um the way she is, like I feel like in the relationships, that is the point where I feel like she can wind me up quite a lot, Loreline. Mm-hmm. Yeah with some of the decisions she makes and her indecisiveness and just yes. they want I feel like they want things, although they are very different with Emily, for example, we've just highlighted how different they are there are loads of things that are very very similar for example how witty they are or how they want things to be a certain way otherwise they just non-existent and Lorelai is so present with that sort of thing with uh, her relationships I think everything needs to be the way she she wants it to be there are no compromises everyone needs to adjust to her needs and her um will and things like that so i feel like her relationships first one obviously with max um that doesn't work out the way we want it to work out then we finally in the first season get introduced to rory's dad christopher who will be involved with Lorelei, you know, um, in in, um, in various ways later on. I don't know how much I can say or how much we can just, you know, put a disclaimer that there are spoilers in this podcast. This yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so um, hard to talk about it without,
1: you know, giving yeah. a few indications as to what happens. I mean, yeah. Especially with Christopher. Like, with Christopher. He's a character that comes up again and again and again. And, yeah. It's just such a complicated relationship between those two.
0: It is. They end up marrying each other, which is, again, some uh, Gilmore Girls, absolute fangirls, are um, very disappointed with that because we all know who the massive, big, fantastic um, partner is in the show. The biggest male protagonist of Gilmore Girls is Luke, the... um, owner of the of luke's diner in stars Hallow. there loads of the scenes are shot um in the tv series and um it it is just there um it's it's like central perks in friends isn't it it's like the yeah. place where they always go to eat yeah. and it's weird because they never eat at home they can't cook very famously <laughs> cannot cook they can toast pop-tarts but that's it and, and that's they it. can um and they can make coffee, yep. um, very, very, very strong coffee. So like about five um, cups of um, coffee beans and then a little bit of water. And that's how they like it. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, I just love they're like I love coffee too as well like so much I know Ashley you are not a coffee fan but like to me I can I can always like identify with them so much when it comes to caffeine and and coffee and things like that because they cannot function without caffeine and Rory kind of like um, implements that uh, trait from Lorelei and they always say because when Lorelei was pregnant with Rory she was drinking a lot of coffee so Rory (laughs) became a caffeine addict as well just in her Um, blood I
1: just can't. I can't relate to that. I I do not understand coffee. I just can't. It's I know you don't better. like it. You are
0: a, you are a white hot chocolate kind of girl. It's Wait, always no, actually no. hot no. beverage order. Always with marshmallows, oh, just God. to make it even sweeter. A bit of cream <laughs> as well. <laughs> yes, always. <laughs> But anyway, it's just like little habits and therefore Luke's diner becomes a central place and Luke and Lorelei are friends and it takes about five seasons until they actually, oh. this this romantic, this chemistry and this romantic tension between them is there from the very first episode. So and you, I'm not even kidding you, like literally, no? Like that's what that's is the chemistry and between I'm, them? Oh,
1: it winds me up so much. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I'm just one of those people that uh, I I love Luke with all of my heart and I just wanted them to be together and they're, they they're like elastic bands almost it's like you they come really close together and then they're pulled apart again and it's like oh just be together
0: <laughs> yeah and and I feel like although Luke to our knowledge in the first few seasons does not does not have children um I'm not saying anything else about this uh, <laughs> to our knowledge he doesn't mm-hmm. um he acts as like a fodder figure in in Rory's life for sure he's there when Rory is graduating whereas mm-hmm. Christopher is not there yeah. um, he's there when Rory's moving into college you know he's yeah. the one who takes the old mattress out of yeah. <laughs> out of the, hall, um, the out most... of her whole her room He's the most he, consistent father figure in Rory's life. The most persistent father figure, for sure. He, you know, makes sure that they're eating OK. He's yeah. he's there for Rory, then she has chicken pox and holds her hand. He's mm-hmm. there, then Rory needs a bit of a push to, you know, do the right thing after being really low, after, you know, an incident that happened in her life that put her down. Um, so he's always there, whereas Christopher's character is a very unreliable mm-hmm. um character and although it's funny because I feel like that's an irony in the show that Christopher was the one who was gonna conform to these um conventions yeah. by marrying Lorelei at the age of 16 like mm. they are kids what are they jo- who are we joking they are kids yeah but that's what they wanted from him therefore he would have conformed to it yeah. and he loves Ro- Lorelai and I'm not you know taking that away from him but he's just not a good dad in my opinion no he's not at he's all not. And it's
1: I I always find that very, very sad when I'm watching it, because you see him come back into their lives. And I think that this must be a very, very difficult subject for anybody who's in a similar situation where maybe they do live in a single parent household. And there's always that kind of expectation that the father or the mother is going to come back and we see Christopher come back so many times and build up hopes, not just in Rory, but in Lorelai as well, and then take it away. And it's heartbreaking. It's it's horrible to watch. each Because it it's not just once. It happens quite a lot throughout the show.
0: No, it, it really does. And just by saying, uh, I feel like that feeds into here um, that we discussed that Luke functions as, you know, father Mm -hmm. for Rory Um, and we also talked about Lorelai being this ideal hip mama this really cool mom Mm -hmm. who is um, teaches nourishes listens and protects her kid Um, she does she's not only like a mom for Rory but I feel like she's there as like a surrogate mom for Lane who is Rory's best friend yeah her character is amazing I love Lane so much she's a uh, comes from a uh, (laughs) very 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 religious Adventist Korean family um and she basically wants to be a rock star and a famous drummer and she hides all of her cds and every single thing related to her rock star career under her bedroom floorboards um (laughs) you know hides them from her like hyper religious strict mom mrs kim yeah Um, and Because she cannot go to Mrs. Kim to express her personality, Lorelai is always there. You know, she runs to them uh, from like a um, super extra religious Adventist occasion when they're marching through town to runs to, you know, the Gilmores and has two slices of pizza and then runs out. (laughs) She hides, she, you know, puts her... I love the God or kiss the Bible or something, you know, um, uniform over her Avril Lavigne T-shirt or something (laughs) like that. I just love her. She's amazing. She's got amazing taste in music. You know, I, I just feel like all the cultural references in this show is crazy. And I watched it 50 times and I still don't get most of the cultural references. I don't know about you, Ashley, what do you think?
1: No, I mean, the, most of the literature ones, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, I get those. But No,
0: but like some of the pop culture ones, like oh. I feel like, no, very yeah, there are so many.
1: Very, very obscure, a lot of them, and it makes me want to go out and, and you know, not research, that's a bit, you know, a bit far, but <laughs> look into <laughs> a lot of the references because It just kind of makes you think that the people that have written this show, they know what they're talking about. They're very, very intelligent people that clearly are very, very much involved in pop culture and in literature and
0: film. A hundred percent. I love that. Big shout out. Big, 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 massive shout out to the producers of the show. Amy Sherman Palladino is one of them. I think she's the writer of the show. She also um, written and produced the show called Marvelous Mrs Maisel I think it's on Amazon Prime also oh. I've never watched I've never watched it but it sounds like again super 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 witty funny humorous okay. intelligent political um, I can imagine I can just imagine Amy Sherman and Palladino style I think Daniel Palladino also produced and written some of the episodes in Gilmore Girls yeah they are a husband and wife I watched many reports and interviews with her, and she's just a phenomenal person with <laughs> massive intelligence. Actually, you know what? Next time we're starting the show from the very first episode, from pilot episode. Every time there is a cultural reference, we pause, write it down, look it up. What do yes. you think? And yes. then by the end of the show,
1: <laughs> I will have read, listened to, and watched every single reference that they make in that show by the end of my life. <laughs> <That's the> goal. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Um, If we're talking about references, maybe we could talk about a little bit about like American femininity and feminism, you Mm -hmm. know, and feminist practices in the show. If you, if you maybe want to highlight a few, I don't know, episodes or scenes that kind of relate to this. (laughs) For example, the uh, the Donnery show episode, because that's one of the key ones, I think. Very interesting. And you talked
1: about this, didn't you, in your essay. Um, So I think that there's there's this one episode where uh, Rory and Laurel are watching the Donna Reed show, and if you don't know what that is, I didn't know honestly before I saw Gilmore Girls. It's this um, show from maybe I think maybe the fifties. I want to say yeah yeah, yeah. okay That's the fifties. <laughs> <The 50s. laughs> and Donna Reed is this um, very traditional housewife, um, you know very much have dinner on on the table by the time her husband gets home and looking pretty all the time you know wearing pearls and um just very high uh, heels high heels your traditional American woman um or at least that's portrayed mm-hmm. on the show and this whole episode just ends up becoming uh, very centered around what it means to be a woman and what women should do what men expect from women and um rory ends up <laughs> dressing as <Donovan laughs> for her boyfriend at the time dean and he's kind of like a bit in shock he's like well i didn't really expect you to do this but the reason that she'd done it is because he expressed some opinions about a woman's role mm-hmm. in the household and so yeah that that whole episode is just very very interesting in terms of what it means to be a woman in modern america
0: yeah and it kind of like i feel like that kind of s- I don't know, sparked something in Rory, not so much in Lorelei, because maybe she's not that involved, obviously, in the relationship. Uh-huh. But then then Dean expressed some opinions on how he actually likes the idea of the women sometimes, you know, being at home, cooking for the husband mm-hmm. to come home after work and things like that. And then Rory being this post-feminist figure, she's like, "Ah, ah, uh He's uh, uh, like, why? I'm, a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, you know, all of all about being independent and going for my own path and careers and things like that so she kind of wants to prove a point but at the end and then she is basically talking about choice there Mm -hmm. so like as Dean says that it's a nice thing that women cook for their husbands you know and the husbands come home from work and the beautifully made meal is already there and then Rory is like but it's about not being able to choose it's that you are put in disposition you know in the 50s as this quintessential perfect mom you know, never without a smile and high heels. Um <clears throat> and they make fun of Donna's like constant happiness. Mm-hmm. And um I think Lorelei says something like she always looks like she's like drugged or medicated yeah. or something. <laughs> because she because you can never be that happy. But that's what was expected from women, which is crazy that the show like draws on that so much, mm-hmm. you know, and that expresses and juxtaposes with their um their their characters i feel like lorelei as um um there was a critique who i think described her as like the anti-donna reed so like completely completely different the opposition of donna reed yeah. the mother who is like perfect in the way that others want her to be yeah um i mean and is, then is that uh, not emily yeah. as well is is she
1: not just rebelling against what her mother was like because Emily is always because Emily is- and she's always got dinner well she doesn't make dinner <laughs> she gets no, to the meat but <laughs> it's very much a rebellion against the way that she was mothered I think and you look at Lorelei and she is the complete opposite of Emily the complete opposite of Donna Reed and Rory sort of embodies that as well she can't cook <laughs> you know she very much wears clothing that is comfortable to her and practical Mm -hmm. and I think that's where you kind of see how Rory and Lorelai both have very very similar views about what it means to be a woman and what their role in a relationship should be.
0: Yeah for sure and I feel like just to kind of draw on post-feminism a little bit, um, the show kind of ends with Rory, the original show ends with Rory graduating from Yale and she is with her boyfriend at the time, Logan. Uh, oh, if we could go into every single relationship, that would be great, but we would sit here forever. <laughs> um, so Logan and Rory, they are in a very serious relationship. We we're together for more than, I think, three years or two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and Logan proposes to Rory, um, on her graduation day and rory is basically still kind of in between deciding what she wants to do after university she doesn't get the internship the job that she really really wants she's an aspiring journalist she wants to work for the new york times Uh, she doesn't get the job which is really really heartbreaking because um because I always wanted the best for her, obviously, but again, it's so incredibly relatable because I know how much I re- rewatched those episodes again and again. Then I was in the middle of finding a job, you know, working always Rory always inspired me to work so hard because I feel like her um, work ethic, diligence, you know, in the academic field is super inspiring. And you said, Ashley, that you felt that way as well. Oh, um But sorry, just back to the post-feminism kind of aspect. When Logan proposes, um, Rory's future is very much uh, undecided still. And Logan um, got a job in San Francisco, which is further away from them. Obviously, they are in Connecticut. Um, So Rory, instead of saying yes to the proposal, um, although very much loving, Logan decides to reject the proposal and choose her own path, which is a very, um, you know, very typical Not typical, but that's like, it highlights what post-feminism is or what she represents, that sort of post-feminist figure. Yeah, You know, choosing her own career path instead of conforming to being a wife, Mm -hmm. if you want to put it that way. Mm -hmm. I guess that could be um, something that could be discussed.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, And I do think that's a very, very interesting point, is that um, Rory has grown up with just her mum for the a large majority of the time and she's seen her mum become successful on her own and that's not to say that Rory wants to be on her own she is she very much loves Logan I think Um, but Mm -hmm. it is important for her to focus on her life and her goals and get to where she needs
0: to be before she can kind of commit to that, that, that. Absolutely I was always very very angry at Rory for making that decision but uh, because I, I just love Logan I'm just like an absolute team Logan I know you are. Okay. see this is like the
1: one thing well okay yeah this is one thing that Anna and I disagree okay on. <laughs> like,
0: mm-hmm. there are three boyfriends that Rory has like significant boyfriends yeah. throughout the show first is Dean who we mentioned with regards to the Donnery show then we've got Jess who is first boyfriend Dean very sweet very lovely guy super protective perfect first boyfriend then we've got Jess who is Ashley's favorite I know I know <laughs> played by the fantastic amazing Milo Vettimiglia who is just like oh This Is Us is another fantastic show that I would highly recommend and he plays like the hero super dad in that and like seeing Jess's character who is this oh my goodness if you we talked about The Catcher in the as my favorite book mm-hmm. uh, and I've talked about the main character Holden Caulfield in that uh, book you know, Jess's stars Hallows Holden Caulfield for sure. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if his character was inspired by um, G.D. Salinger's Holden. Definitely. Because he's just super intelligent, very well read, um, incredibly funny, but just an absolute jerk and douchebag. It just is. I like <laughs> to say this. I
1: like to think of him as a bad boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's the typical bad boy, yeah like that second boyfriend that you kind of need after having someone who is who desires you and puts you on the pedestal you want someone who is a bit of a rougher one (laughs) rough around the edges yeah I love but yeah so I can't Jess's character
1: I can't help it I he's always been my favorite like and I think you're supposed to kind of hate him and then warm to him a little bit and I fully fell into that trap fully (laughs)
0: i feel like i know that um daniel who is uh, ashley's boyfriend um <laughs> daniel just absolutely hates he, jess. Hates him he so just much. sees him as who he is
1: <laughs> and he makes me laugh do you know i don't know if i told you this anna but when um daniel first started watching gilmore girls he loved it he was like oh my god yeah this is amazing he like binge watched it and <laughs> as soon as jess came in he got so angry <laughs> He literally stopped watching it for months. He was like, I can't, I can't
0: watch it. <laughs> oh my God. I love this because Will, Will absolutely hates Jess as well, but like he appreciates the complexity of the character. Oh my gosh, I'm laughing so much. Um, he appreciates the complexity of the character, but um, but yeah, I feel like it might be just like, a guy thing because they don't appreciate like the sexiness of him or like you know just that sort of fuck oh my god that intelligence (laughs) like what is that like it's just incredibly attractive and i just love him and i think he's very very attractive anyway but um and then logan is a very 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 wealthy um rich boy in the university Mm -hmm. funny cheeky cool very intelligent also and yeah, oh, the way they kind of get together is interesting. So kind of, yeah, you always have like a team Dean, team Jess and team Logan, and I'm team Logan and Ash is team Jess yeah. forever and forever ever. Forever and
1: ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's just, yeah. Um, and with Lorelei's relationships, obviously starting with Max, who is the Chilton teacher, who we um, already mentioned. And then we've got Christopher, who kind of comes and goes, the father of Rory. Then we've got Jason, who I love oh my god i don't know how you feel about jason i always
1: sort of forget about jason and then i think about him and i'm like shame on (laughs) you (laughs) i'm so sorry do you know what my i've got like what what do they put on horses like blinkers so that they only look forward all i can
0: see is luke that's it i i I forget i know what you mean (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know what you mean darling but I feel like Jason actually suits Lorelai perfectly like his sense of humor Mm -hmm. his wit his background his life his everything just I just really really like him and I think he's a bit of an underrated character because I do think that he has an absolute perfect time and place Mm -hmm. um and yeah even maybe suits her more than Luke in many ways but obviously Luke is just perfect but I would argue you know once you watch the show we can discuss this in many uh many many aspects yeah. and then we've got luke as the final and forever relationship hoping because there is a revival series that they made 10 years after the original show finished and that was just like i was waiting for it like like waiting for christmas that's a saying isn't it ash uh i waiting for it like waiting for christmas or no Maybe we have that saying in hungarian and i just translated it in my head
1: but it It, might not be a saying in English. it absolutely should be and i'm gonna start using it now so everybody listening (laughs) that's a saying now it's like waiting for
0: christmas (laughs) (laughs) waiting for it like you were waiting for christmas basically because you know you always wait for christmas so like like you're there and just like oh my god i wish christmas would come you that wait for it that is just the saying so i was waiting for um that year in the life revival um And I remember watching it with some of my American friends at uni. Um, Then they were there, some exchange students at Winchester. And we were um, we were watching it and yeah, just ordered loads of like classic Gilmore Girls food, you know, (laughs) takeaways and brownies and Pop Tarts. And we were just watching the fucking whole thing, which is like one and a half hours each episode. And it was four seasons. So I was just like, we literally just watched five films technically. But who cares? Like it's just it came out. It was a little bit of a disappointment for me because the original series is just amazing and the way kind of I'm not gonna spoil anything about this, Mm -hmm. but the way Rory's character evolves in that Mm -hmm. Year Mm -hmm. in the Life, I wasn't completely satisfied with that. And I don't. But let's not let's not say anything else about the Year in the Life. I I don't think we should spoil anything. No, no, definitely not.
1: You all need to go and watch it for yourselves and make up your own opinion.
0: Yes. Ashley, yes. What do you think if we do our little quiz and would you rather thing now? Just because we've got, I know we could talk about this forever. I don't know. Do you have anything that you kind of wanted to pick out and uh, and highlight before we get into this? No,
1: I think we covered everything. I think that's all we wanted to talk about. But I, <laughs> I'm I mean, no. because <laughs> I'm, I'm sweating. Like, I don't do well under
0: pressure, and I feel like <laughs> I'm going to be tested now. Oh my God. <laughs> Please don't be darling if you like the Vidjarader ones are just fun. Mm-hmm. The quiz one is like uh that's that's the one when you're like, you know or you don't know, but that's absolutely right. fine. That's um the that. only other thing that's... yeah, yeah. So I kind of c- collected this from various like sites and also made up some of them. So the Vidjarader is mostly made up by me. Um and then once you guys perhaps uh watch the show, then you can listen to this again and then you could perhaps um, you know, on these would you rather is that what would you do <laughs> uh, maybe some of them wouldn't make sense now if you haven't seen the show so would you rather ashley okay. would you rather flash back in time to see mrs kim's all-girl tambourine band perform or see miss patty's perform in one of her way off birthday shows oh miss patty
1: it's got to be
0: uh,
1: it's so cool it's like a burlesque (laughs) it's got to be you see all of the um like photos of her from when she was younger on the wall and i just like i yeah it has to be miss patty sorry miss kim
0: (laughs) miss patty i would pick that as well ash for sure yeah although i would love to see miss the younger mrs kim with a tambourine in her like all-girls seven-day adventist chorus choir thing (laughs) that would be so funny okay next one Mm -hmm. would you rather go to a zumba class with michelle or emily Oh, Uh, (laughs)
1: hmm. i was gonna say michelle because he's very easy
0: to wind up but so is emily Uh, yeah michelle michelle Michelle, we haven't talked about him uh, enough but he is the receptionist at the hotel and he's wonderful he's just hilarious the most miserable man ever, but the funniest i'm
1: gonna say honestly one of some of my favorite i'm gonna say michelle because i feel like he would have some moves actually
0: oh my god imagine like the way he's like the way he is on the dance floor and the um the auction or whatever wherever they go i don't know is it the auction i think it is and then he goes on the dance floor and you just see a real boogie there yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely i think i would say michelle as well (laughs) for sure okay um, which ill-fated romance would you rather have seen worked out Paris and Tristan or Lane and Henry
1: Ooh. Mm, Lane and Henry because I just yeah. love Lane I she's such a brilliant character and all I wanted is for her to be happy and, and she is happy in the end but yeah I think they didn't have a proper chance mm-hmm. that relationship
0: no and I think Henry yeah, was lovely. Yeah. I think he was absolutely lovely. And it was just, unfortunately, all the circumstances just didn't work for him. But they could have. And that's what freaked Lane out. And that's why they didn't they didn't work out at the end, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. No, very good. Okay, next one. This is a funny one. <laughs> Who do you think would win in a fight? Emily or Paris?
1: <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Ooh. Um, hmm. Paris. She's vicious. She's vicious as hell. We haven't talked about her enough. She's going to be kind of the uh, antagonist of Rory and Chilton, but then they become mm-hmm. friends and she's the most annoying person you will ever, ever, ever meet or hear about. <laughs> will absolutely hates Paris, but I, I do think she's hilarious. I think she's... Um, but yeah, she's a vicious mm-hmm. bitch. Oh, she, she, she is. Yeah, Paris.
1: I'm going
0: to say Paris. <laughs> <laughs> okay um would you rather take part in a life or death brigade event or the 24-hour dance marathon
1: oh god do you know I watched the um dance marathon one the other day and every time I've watched this I think to myself there is absolutely no way I would ever take part in that <laughs> how can you <laughs> dancing no way I, it's gonna have to be the okay. life death brigade. Hours. it's gonna have to be like oh I couldn't do it would you jump off would you jump off the
0: building you jump i think if
1: i think if it the... genuinely were a case of here you go you either do the 24-hour dance marathon or you jump off a building i would jump off a building every day
0: okay. <laughs> especially honestly especially if like logan's standing next to you see that, just, you them, that is just
1: that's if you want to hold a that is
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, oh, when Will listens to this, I'm like, I apologize, <laughs> but I would, I would jump off with Logan anytime. <laughs> man. <laughs> okay, there are two more. Would you rather ones, and then we are going to the quiz. So, okay, would you rather eat lunch at Luke's Diner or the Dragonfly Inn? Luke's Diner. Yeah. Yeah, a big burger. Yeah. I can imagine you like demolishing a big burger in Diner. Yeah, yeah. Although Suki's cooking is like that amazing. Is, it's something so, I
1: yeah. would want to experience, but I, I love the service that comes with Luke's food. It's just like it's insulting <laughs> you.
0: <Yeah. laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Thank Good you. answer. Okay. Which Thanksgiving would you rather attend? The Tofuki <laughs> night at the Kim's or the fried turkey garden party? Oh, both a
1: disaster. Both an absolute disaster. <laughs> yes. Um... Cool. I mean, can fried turkey be that much different to fried chicken? I
0: don't know. No. And also you could see Suki being wasted. Yes, exactly. okay, yeah, And being super yep. depressed because they are frying fried the turkey. turkey. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And they are frying. And after that, oh, my goodness, you have to watch the show, but they're frying everything. everything once they are back. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the chair. Everything. <laughs> Just... The best. I love that episode so much. Okay, we are going into the questions oh, now. Oh, I'm, the I'm sweaty. <laughs> so, okay. don't worry. So, what is the bride's name on Suki's wedding invite? I'm going to give you options Susie, Cookie, Snooky, or Suki. Suki! <laughs> no, they misspell it. I... Ash. So, it's Suzy. It's Suzy? Yeah, they misspell it and she's nervous anyway about the wedding so she's like super, super stressed out because they misspell the uh, invite, her name on the invite. I'm
1: actually embarrassed because I watched that episode not long ago and I'll tell you why, that episode is one of my favourites. Ah, this is a spoiler, I'm sorry, you can stop listening now if you want. It's when Dorian (laughs) just kissed for the first time and I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm embarrassed, I'm sorry. Okay, so that's so right. that's yeah.
0: So it's <laughs> okay. After Luke's make new menus, mm-hmm. the removal of which item upsets the girls? Do you know the name or shall I give oh, you you're some gonna options? Give me options. <laughs> okay. Caesar mm-hmm. salad, cheeseburger, mm-hmm. ham and cheese mm-hmm. toastie, or Monte Cristo sandwich? Oh, I feel like such a fake fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why <do laughs> not? Mm, They wouldn't care about a salad. I'm going They would not care no, about a salad. Nice so I'm gonna mother. rule that one out straight away. Mm, mm-hmm. Cheese and ham, tasty.
0: No, <laughs> baby. No. It's the Monte Cristo. <gasps> can sandwich. I? Can I tell you why so I think saw- it's that
1: one then? can I get like half a point if no, I guess yeah. why they're upset about that
0: yeah, yeah is it yeah, because it. and
1: I think it's coming back to me now I think it's because they'd never tried it before and he's like well why would you be upset about it and they're like well maybe we would want to have it one day and now we can't
0: is that right <laughs> bingo Bingo! you get a point you get a point okay a point, I've redeemed, for this one. I've so redeemed well myself <laughs> definitely that's exactly what happens. They never ordered it before, but they're upset because they can't deal with change, and they're like, "But now we don't even have the option to order it." So, yeah, it's the Monte Cristo sandwich. Okay, listen. Okay. Next okay. question: Luke's dark day. Luke's mm-hmm. dark day is caused by what? Oh, why does he have a dark day? Is
1: that when
0: they get rid of the boat and? It is related to the yeah. boat but he has it every year so it's not really the boat it's a because so why did it start mm-hmm. the dark day where he like hides and doesn't want to be amongst people?
1: Ah oh, is it it's something is it when his dad
0: passes away?
1: Yeah. Yes and that's perfect. So the, the boat because the boat was his dad's and then they get rid of it and he's really really upset about it and he just doesn't speak to anyone does he he just takes himself off and yeah. oh
0: Luke oh, yeah. I'd
1: forgotten about yeah. that, that's really sad <laughs> I know
0: I know but well done, you've got okay. the point as well so two, yep. next question this is a hard uh. one I think but maybe you will know it what movie did Paris and Rory watch on spring break I yep. can give you options <laughs> give me the options The, God- <laughs> the uh-huh. Godfather mm-hmm. Winnie the Pooh Casablanca mm-hmm. or The Power of Myth
1: Oh, my God,
0: spring break. This is when they go to the beach. You know when they go on the yeah. spring breaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so good. But again,
1: because I'm re-watching it, I haven't got to the later episodes yet. So you're testing me because I'm literally reaching into my memory from like a year ago now. <laughs> uh, what was the last
0: one? The that Power one. of Myth. Yes, that is the one. (laughs) That is the one. That is the film that Lorelai, that Rory always wanted to watch, and Rory has seen it, I think, three uh-huh. times or something. No, I'm not 100 percent what she says. Almost four, but Lorelai hid it so she <laughs> can't watch it again. So they they are watching it. So basically, the spring break when everyone's partying, Lorelai and Paris are. Um, they went to um, a place mm-hmm. to rent out <laughs> The Power of Myth, and they ordered two massive pizzas and they're eating. Yes. It and watching
1: oh my it. god! Lorelai I wouldn't have got that if you hadn't given me options, but but it's okay.
0: But well done, very well done. Okay, next one. What is Rory's middle name? Options, Elizabeth, Anna, Lee, or Christina?
1: What? When do we know this? When...
0: <laughs> they, they say it when she's graduated, both yes. times. Okay, okay, okay. Or oh, give me the options again. Lorelai, hmm, what are the options? uh-huh elizabeth yeah anna oh my no, god what did was you... the third one <laughs> i didn't write the third one down oh my goodness okay whatever it's just three options elizabeth anna or lee elizabeth mm. <laughs> yeah. it's lee. where does that come from lee yeah laurel lee gilmore yeah. that's rory's and Lorelai's is Victoria okay okay.
1: yep see that was that was tricky that one I'm definitely like when I I get to those episodes I'm gonna kick myself and be like I should have just watched it sooner
0: (laughs) 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 okay next one what religion is Elaine's grandma not mum but grandma oh so, we know that the Kim family is Seventh day Adventist, uh-huh. but the grandma is very, very specifically something else. Mm. And basically, what happens to Mrs. Kim is that she's hiding her own personality from yes. the grandma and her own religion, just like Lane does from her. And they are, they remember the yes. bowing? The uh-huh. hundred bows? Or 800, 300? I'm not even a lot.
1: Is she? <laughs> oh, no, this is going to sound really dumb if it's wrong. Buddhist? No. Yes!
0: Oh, yeah. yes! No, that's right. That's right. Well done. <laughs> thank, you, well done. thank you. Okay. Uh-huh. Next one. The, what pet name does Richard call his mother? Oh. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I'm not giving you options. You uh, need to don't guess. worry. Don't
1: worry. Right. Oh,
0: no, 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 no. They are in the yes, early yes. Earlier seasons. Oh, so I've, you know I've literally
1: watched this. Like I've, I've watched these episodes so recently, it's ridiculous um oh she comes in and he's like oh hey it's not Tuts, <laughs> it's not Toots, like, it's so similar very
0: similar to that. um yes please can i help you
1: tricks i knew it was something i knew it was something that began with tea and it was very short like whenever he sees her he's like oh hey
0: tricks what's and i'm like "Ah, so cute it's cute isn't it but the lady is not like, very cute oh my goodness not very- okay. <laughs> okay not very cute okay we've got two more questions and then an extra bonus one just because i'm aware that we've, or- we've uh-huh. talked over an hour yeah. so next one this is year okay. in the life question what is the name of kirk's business in year you in the life? are
1: testing me where are you getting these questions <laughs> uh.
0: these are some of them yeah. i came up with actually. did you come up with this one evil Evil, yeah I did but I didn't come up with options (laughs) so you have to I don't figure it out okay I can I can give you options okay yeah lift the lone rider Uber or the taxi man I think it's Uber (laughs)
1: yes I couldn't even remember (laughs) do you know what I'm I know we said we wouldn't talk about it too much, but I was not impressed with A Year in a Life. So I think I might have just blocked most of it out.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. But this is just the funny part because, because Lorelei goes like, but there is already a business might, called, but Uber. It's not called Uber. And then Kirk is like, <laughs> but it's like Uber. <laughs> and it's the same service. So oh, amazing. Kirk's character is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then now, okay. darling, the last question. How many Thanksgiving dinners do the girls attend in deep fried Korean Thanksgiving? Okay, that so episode? they
1: go to the Kim's. They go to
0: yep. Suki's,
1: They go to mm-hmm. Luke's. And they go to Emily's, so four. Yes.
0: yes. Well done. <laughs> nice. And then a fun fact to finish up with. I don't know if you know this or not. You don't have to know this, but it's interesting. Um, who had a part written specifically for her? Paris do you know this
1: yes Ashley thank, I'm thank you, that thank you because well she done. auditioned for Rory didn't she and they were like mm, you're not quite Rory mm-hmm. but we can make someone for you <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and I, I saw an interview with her with the actress and then she's like Yeah, I auditioned for Rory and then say that they said that they really loved you, but you are not Rory. And then she's like, I'm really, really surprised that this is what they came up with. I
1: couldn't see anybody else playing Paris. I couldn't (laughs) see anyone else doing it.
0: Oh, It's just amazing, isn't it? Oh, darling. Okay, I think we should wrap up now because it's been 71 minutes. Oh, okay. But I hope I hope that you guys uh, made it until here and you enjoyed this cozy episode because we thoroughly enjoyed. I I think I can speak on behalf of you, that We thoroughly enjoyed recording this and preparing this. So please do like rate, review, and you know say all your thoughts about this because we would love to hear and you know discuss this in even more details. A little Um, little,
1: uh, bit of homework for you. Why don't you guys Mm -hmm. comment? on our Instagram post, your favorite show to watch when you're like feeling a little bit sad or maybe when you just wanna cozy up a little bit, you know, it's a dark November night. And what what do you like to watch? Let us know.
0: Perfect, very, (laughs) very good idea. Amazing, amazing. So then uh, just please let us know your thoughts and everything. And if you enjoyed this and if you're coming back next month with a new episode. Thank you
1: very much for listening.
0: Thank you for listening. Bye. (laughs) In each episode of this podcast, we will discuss a variety of topics, whether that is university life, cultural and social discourses, current life affairs, films and series, lifestyle, friendships, nerding over books, and so much more. The possibilities are endless. As much as we're here to share
1: our ideas and experiences with you, we also can't wait to learn from you guys. The podcast will be published monthly, where Anna and I will chat about a specific topic and finish each
0: episode with a discussion on a chosen book for the month. We will choose a book for our book club each month, which you can read with us and send your thoughts either by emailing us. Our email address is apluspodcast2 at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram. You can find us under the username apluspodcast.
1: We invite you to send us your recommendations via email or Instagram and if your book is chosen you'll receive a special mention in the next episode. Please go and follow us on the good old socials and join us for this brand new and super exciting journey. It's never too late to learn something new.